Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Tell me, by the way, what is your definition of an aura? What is that? So basically, an aura is the energy that exudes beyond your body. There are so many different terms for it. Some people describe it as the soul. Some people describe it as the electromagnetic field. But basically, it's a vibe that we exude. It's your personality. It's your passion. It's your strengths. It's your weaknesses. There's an energy that every human and living thing exudes from their being. And... Edgar Casey used to be able to read auras. I hear yeah. the story of uh, whether it turned into a myth or a real story that he was getting on an elevator one day and he looked at it and everybody had like black auras all around him, scared the living daylights out of him. He didn't get in and the elevator snapped. I hear stories like this all the time. And here's the thing. There's all of these sort of negative conceptions of what it means if you've got an earth tone color in your aura. And there's nothing wrong with that. Earth tones are incredibly powerful. It can represent grounding. It can unify your energy. It can really bring your energy in. So there's nothing in an auric field that I've ever seen that scared me. But there are lots of sort of unique, spooky stories out there. Do you see auras or feel them or both? I do both. Um, And to be honest with you, every single person listening right now may think, oh, I've never experienced an aura before, but you have. You know, if you've ever been lost in an airport and you're looking to ask a stranger for advice, you scan a room and part of your being and your soul, I believe, is looking for someone friendly, looking for someone approachable. Or maybe you've been on a first date before and your energy contracted. It just didn't feel right in the presence of that person or the hairs on the back of your neck stood up. This is a moment of actually experiencing an aura. Now, for me as an intuitive, mine's quite literal. When I listen to the sound of someone's voice, I actually start to see color in my mind's eye. If I'm with them in person, I will see colors around them that change based on the topic. But I can teach anybody to do that in less than 15 minutes. When we see pictures of uh, Christ, Mm. we always see these halos around him. Absolutely. Could that be the aura? Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things is Italian Renaissance paintings always seem to draw energy. Sometimes they even draw chakras as well. So that halo that we often see, I see that as life force. When I teach students to see energy, the first thing that we're looking for is this sort of glow or outline around their being. And usually it's around the head or shoulders. That's your life force. That's chi, that's prana, whatever word you want to use. But that's the part of you that extends beyond your physical being. Why is color of an aura so important? So color of an aura is important because it talks about who you are and where you are in your life. One of the things that I love about auras is they're the one spiritual body of work that changes. For example, if you study numerology and you figure out your life path number, that's never going to change. I was born a Taurus in astrology. I can't do anything. I can't become a Pisces. I'm a Taurus. But with your aura, based on your mood, based on your health and your wellness, those colors can change whenever you need them. And more importantly, if you want to transform your personality, you can meditate with a color, you can surround yourself with a a different color, and actually change your auric field, which to me is super, super cool. Indeed, indeed. Now, you uh, describe yourself as a clairvoyant as well, so tell us a little bit about that uh, ability. So I'm super visual by nature, not quite like photographic memory, but I remember directions based on after I've seen them. If I've met you, I'm more likely going to remember the color of your shirt than your name. It goes even deeper than that for me when I start to see images in my mind's eyes. So when we take colors later in the show, yes, I'll talk about the colors that I see in your aura, but I might see my sister if I'm supposed to talk about your sister. I might see an image Mm -hmm. of a book if you're supposed to write a book. So for me, it's all visual. 
when people die, what happens to their aura? Oh, God, George, this is like, I have been so blessed to be in the room when someone makes their transition on several times. The first time it happened was with my grandfather, and I can only describe the moment of that last breath, this, I mean, most robust color of purple popped out of the top of his head, spun around the room, and then immediately left the room. You know, when the machine of the physical body expires, we expand to become energy. And it's so breathtaking and so lovely. If anybody out there has the opportunity to be with someone when they make their transition, it's a real honor and can be a very profound spiritual experience. Is the aura the soul? I believe it is the soul. That's sort of a, we're we're bringing up dicey topics up there. Some people might disagree with me, and there's layers of the aura, but I sort of see it as the divine part of your being. You know, I believe we come to the planet, we we inhabit human form, but at the end of the day, we're all souls, we're all energy. No one's going to remember that I'm 6'6". No one's going to remember the color of my hair when I pass on. They're going to remember my essence. And so every person out there, you exude an essence. The way you walk into a room, the way people greet you, that's your soul. It's the divine part of you. Now, when, when you're looking at auras and the various colors that emit from the body, mm. can you determine at this point now what the colors mean? Yeah. So it, I've been doing this for over 22 years. I mean, the truth is my parents used to say that by the time I was standing in the crib, I would talk about hearing voices and seeing colors around people. My mother was delighted and took me to a psychic. My dad thought I was crazy and immediately sent me to therapy to get my eyes checked and to make sure that I was well. <laughs> That's right. But, In the beginning, for me, it was about figuring out if an environment was safe. I happen to be a sexual abuse survivor, so I would look at someone's energy and say, can I trust you? Is this environment safe? Am I going to get criticized? Can I be myself? So in the beginning, my spidey sense was more about trying to find my tribe and trying to find people that I could relate with. But then it started to evolve from there. It it was sort of like a a fun thing to do at a cocktail party of, oh, this is the color that I see around you. But why is it every time I see gold, nine times out of ten, that person's self-employed? Why is it when I see shades of green, that person is some kind of an artist? So I started Hmm. studying color, studying meditation, all different forms of spiritual divination. And what I've described is sort of my outlook of different personality types that manifest with color and energy. How many colors are there for for auras? Impossible to count. That much? Yeah, that was the hard part in the book, is I try to narrow them down to specific shades. So if I talk about red, I might see like a deep, dark crimson red. I could also see a lighter red. There's a scale of orange. Oranges. So the human brain wants it to be as tangible as possible, right? So I tried to narrow it down into the most traditional colors, and also that will help you access different parts of your being. You know, we're all creative, we're all spiritual, we're all physical, we all fear. So the book sort of helps you go through different aspects of your being as sort of an overall life makeover. Now there's some 12 main colors. I'm going to throw them at you and just tell me what you think it would reflect for the person, okay? Sure. Yep. Let, let's start with the three primary colors, red. So red is all about healers. Red is the emotional exchange between people. If someone listening is drawn to the color red, chances are they're doing emotional inventory right now. Is it an equal exchange with their relationships? Do they feel validated? Do they feel seen? Reds are typically healers. They're people that want to make other people feel good. It's the energy of compassion. Blue. 
Blue, my favorite. Actually, George, you're blue. The entire time you talk, I see deep, deep, deep blue. I call blue the color of the information junkie. It's the color of truth and wisdom. Uh Blue people are like a sponge. There's no such thing as too much information for a blue person. They want to study it. They want more articles. The other thing I love about blue is a blue person can talk about any topic. They can chime in on anything, but they're looking for truth. They're looking for information. It's rooted in the brain. Am I emitting blue as we talk? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shades of blue. On the lighter side of blue, the darker side of blue leads towards the shadow side. So if someone's with a lot of dark blue, that means they're isolated and a little bit anxious. But you've got lighter blue, which is about like, give me more information. I want more. And then nothing pleases you more with sharing that information with other people. Yellow. Yellow. Here's the funniest thing. So yellow is not in the book, and we got a lot of negative feedback about that. I did not know people love yellow so much. (laughs) I see yellow around people who are typically double majors in university. It's someone who's really good at two different bodies of work. So they're multitaskers. They might be an accountant during the day, but they have a band during the week, during the weekend. It's people who couldn't just do one thing. They get bored. So it's the color of higher intellect. The brain really needs to be stimulated, and it's usually two different bodies of work. Orange. Orange is my personal favorite color. It's the color of balance and perception. I see orange around people who are psychotherapists, life coaches, intuitives. It's people that want to help others find balance. So orange is an important color for all of us because it reminds us to bring our being into a state of balance. Green. Green, green, I see around creative people, which does not come naturally to me. I happen to be really shy, but if I'm around a writer, a poet, um, a singer, I see green just exuding from them like rays of light. So before an interview like this, I will meditate with green. I'll surround myself with green plants to sort of invoke that part of me that wants to communicate clearly. Violet. Violet is what we consider a divine color. It's more of, um, they call it the the color of courage. It can sometimes represent on the shadow side a little bit of an apathy or apathetic energy. But violet is someone who's trying to step into being courageous. Now, with some of the intermediate colors, like yellow, green, blue, green, does, does that have anything to do with it? Yeah, so like, let's take yellow, for example. Yellow is rooted in gold, which is considered sort of the masculine aspect of the universe. It's about goal setting. It's about independence. It's also the color of thought. But if we start going into yellow, it goes into different aspects of thought. So that's someone who wants multiple irons in the fire, different ways to sort of challenge and motivate themselves. Anybody out there, if you've got two jobs, yellow is a great color for you to give you enough energy to get through the day. But the nuances of the shades start sort of changing the energy a little bit. Is black a color? Absolutely. Black is an incredibly powerful color. You know, in the Hindu faith, they visualize black underneath the feet to represent the earth. It's about grounding. In most indigenous cultures, this was important to represent Mother Earth and, and nature and bringing you back. So that's why in large cities, like when I used to live in New York City, I wore a lot of black and earth tones. When you're around a lot of people, you want to bring your energy in. Suddenly mm-hmm. I moved to L.A. and blue and green was more comfortable. Um, so, yeah, black is an incredibly powerful color. Interesting. Now, what about white? So white is the color of clarity. It represents all things. White, quite literally, is the combination of all color. So whenever I tell people this, two weeks from now, you're going to be in your car, you're going to be stressed out and think, what did that guy say about that crazy color guy about what relaxes you? Whenever in doubt, think of white. It represents all color. It's the color of clarity and spirituality. And I call it the all-purpose cleaner. It can do anything. It can clean any part of your being, any part of your consciousness. Now, we all have a favorite color. 
Yeah. When you go up to anybody and say, what's your favorite color? Everybody's got one. Yeah. How does that happen? So this is a color that you feel comfortable with. Whatever the definition behind the color is probably a strength of yours. Maybe it's something that you're trying to invite into your life. As a color intuitive, I'm actually more interested in the color you don't like because there's wisdom in there. That means the shadow side of the color is trying to teach you something. So people always love to tell me their favorite color, which is interesting. And I love that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, what age you are. If you say to someone, what's your favorite color, they have an answer, which to me just represents it truly is a universal language. Interesting. Let's do a little game with me then, Douglas. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite color and the one that I really don't like. Go for it. Favorite is black. So, okay, so black is all about grounding. It makes perfect sense. You reach a lot of people during the day, George. Your voice is going out through thousands and thousands of people. So being drawn to black is going to ground you. If someone is extremely creative, if you look at many of the most uh, successful fashion designers who design these beautiful things, they always wear black. And that's because their brain is so stimulated, there's so much going on, that at the end of the day, an earth tone like black pulls their energy in, helps them ground and feel calm. Now, not that I dislike it, but I don't really have a need for it, but that color would be pink. Okay, so that's interesting. So pink is considered the color of perfection and unconditional love. Um, Now, answer, I know we're live here. The shadow side of pink can represent self-criticism. Are you hard on yourself? Um... Sometimes, but I don't like pink. Okay, well, that's the whole point. So if you tend to be a little bit hard on yourself or have a hard time recognizing when you've done a good job, pink would make you feel uncomfortable. When we surround ourselves, actually, and there's a fascinating study with pink, um, out of Tacoma, Washington, there was a psychologist who decided to paint jail cells of the most violent criminals and what they called Baker Miller pink. And what they realized was when the criminals were surrounded by this color, they were more relaxed, their heart rate went down. Pink has really strong reactions on people. I mean, I'm tough on myself. For example, we do a lot of live stage shows around the country, uh, Dougal. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, you got to come to one of them, wherever we are. You'd be a great guest. And, you know, there are people who come up to me after the show and go, you are amazing, phenomenal. And and what I'm thinking, I'm going to be better next time. Exactly. So if you do not like pink, what that tells me is that you are triggered and a little bit of a perfectionist. And then another color that I can do without is brown. Well, so brown, gray, and black fall into the category of earth tones. Brown can represent a little bit of materialism. So if you were raised with people who were materialistic or if that really turns you off, that color will turn you off. Mm -hmm. If someone has a lot of debt, sometimes they'll see a lot of brown in their aura. But again, it means that they're too earthbound and need to focus on a little bit of a different vibration. Next hour, we'll take calls with you. When we do, in addition to questions, can you ascertain the color of a person over the phone? Yeah, so this is going to sound like a whole lot of woo-woo, but um, when I hear the sound of someone's voice, I'm tuning into the vibration of your being. Now, there's a scientific explanation for this. Some people call it synesthesia. That's when two parts of the senses in the brain overlap. I hear sound. I see color. Some people taste. Some people smell. But for me, I just need someone to say their name three times, and with that, I'm off. Okay, we'll do that, in addition to questions, of course, for you. Cool. Fascinating. Now, Why are colors so important? 
So color is important because if you think about it just from a fundamental basic, the way that we decorate our body and the colors that we choose says something about our personality. The minute you walk into someone's home and the way that they decorate their home says something about who they are and where they are. And this isn't a big secret. You know, advertising companies for years have spent millions of dollars researching what's going to make you eat more, what's going to make you spend more money. It's not just a spiritual thing. It's, it's just an application of life. It sure is. Now, most people, like I just said, have a favorite color, and it, it, it kind of tells you a little bit about their personalities. When does that develop? When they're kids? Yeah, I mean, studies say that your, your um, personality is developed by around the age of seven, which is interesting to me because as a clairvoyant, young children usually have like a, a fairly, it's not that it's soft, but it's not the most robust or bold color. It's as people sort of get older and their personality is more developed. But the one thing about the aura is that it will change over time. You know, I might have a reading with someone and they're yellow and 10 years later, they're a little bit more green because they're becoming more creative in life. In the midst of a conversation based on the topic, someone's aura will change. If you don't like what I'm talking about, your aura will contract. So learning to perceive and feel energy can be a great tool for understanding the relationships in your life. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.